0: at the best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the big talking points of the day. This is Pass the Post. Good morning, everyone. Pass the Post, Sunday the 17th of January. We certainly passed an important post yesterday because it was the grand final of the Queensland Summer Carnival as far as thoroughbred racing is concerned. Magic Millions Race Day 2021. It was an outstanding day of racing. It always is. It always will be. Nathan Exelby is joining me this morning. He's joining me from the Gold Coast. Nathan, uh, the atmosphere probably a little more controlled yesterday. We didn't see any of those big uh, post-race victory owners scenes in the enclosure because of the the COVID conditions. But nevertheless, uh, I think you'd you'd agree totally that the racing was outstanding.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, they they are synonymous with Magic Millions, aren't they, David? Those big contingents of owners uh, in the mountain yard afterwards. But... As we know, things had to be jigged around a little and that wasn't uh, be able to be the case. But they still got a pretty healthy crowd then yesterday, so just short of 14,000. That's compared to 20,000-plus uh, last year. So that's how the restrictions did restrict the crowd, but um, still plenty of happy people at the end of the day.
0: Certainly were. The the, the feature or the, or the key to the success of this day is that it starts on a high and there's no respite from start to finish. Every race is a big race in its own mm-hmm. Right. And you you never lose the excitement factor from from race one to race nine.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. Um, you know, the, the maiden's always a fascinating race for mine because it's so many you know, good horses are set for it, and um, as you say, it goes from there.
0: All right. So this morning we're going to devote uh, the entire program to looking back at Magic Millions Race Day yesterday, and naturally the the feature is the the two million dollar two year old classic presented by the Star. And in the end, Swift Witness was the favourite. Let's go to the replay. On the inside, Ruby Kisses grabbed by Baby Wong. Shaquero came at the pair and headed them. Shaquero goes for home in the millions. Alpine Edge sets sail out after Shaquero, but he's got a break. It might be a winning one. It is a winning one. Shaquero beat Alpine Edge. She's all class up for third. Queen of Wizardry fourth. Then ranch hand. Ruby Kisses followed by Finance Tycoon. Further back in the field was Baby Wong, Ghost Rider. Swift Witness didn't fire. Then came Miss Hipstar, Mura Mura, Rambo, You'll Be Missed, Mishani Scandal and Princess Bojack last home in one ten thirty nine. It's Chris Waller's Magic Millions with Shaquero and Hugh Bowman. Yeah, it certainly was a horse that was a one-time Magic Millions favourite and, uh, the well, when I say the wheels fell off, the wheels fell off market-wise when he finished down the line in the Bruce McLaughlin at Eagle Farm, and uh, he was still a double-figure chance yesterday, starting at $13, best fluck 14, Hugh Bowman's third Magic Millions victory as a rider and Chris Waller's first as a trainer, betting Alpine Edge and She's all-class. And uh, Nathan, always in a good position and there to strike at the right time.
1: Yeah, Hugh Bowman spoke at the the TAB Calcutta there on Thursday night and he he gave this horse a good good He got a feel for him that morning and um, he said the barrier was just gold because he'll be able to have a sit this horse, which he hadn't been able to do and um, he carried out the plan to perfection.
0: It was a beautiful ride. Uh, He he hugged the rail till about the 500 metres then, Bowman navigated a path away. He wanted to be in that right striking position at precisely the right time. And he was up the centre, outside those leaders at about the 350. And away he went and really never looked like losing. Well, Neville Morgan is uh, a great supporter of racing and he's had a lot of success. Yesterday was a new frontier for him and his good mate David Devine because they share in the ownership of Shaquero. their first Magic Millions victory. I'm sure he's still on cloud nine this morning, but he's been kind enough to join us. Neville, Congratulations.
2: Oh, yeah. good day, David, Nathan, no, So, yeah, no, it's a fantastic day. Uh, just, uh, I'm getting a bit older now. The celebrations aren't as quite as extreme as they used to be, so I'm able to get up at this time of the morning and have a yarn to you guys.
0: And I think the feature of yesterday's win, you, uh, as I said, there's no uh, question that you've been a successful owner over many years, but <coughs> a race like this, uh, for someone who puts a lot of money into ownership, this is a race you really wanted to win.
2: Oh, absolutely, David. And, you know, I've got to say, they're not the sort of horses that, that I'd normally buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I tend to buy the the Sprinter Milers. But, uh, and Chris, we even la- joked about it earlier in the year. I said, well, if we ever win a Magic Millions or a, a Golden Slipper, it's probably going to be a fluke. Because, you know, in later years, they're, they're not the sort of horses I buy. But David Devine has come in with me, and he's always been mad keen on the Magic Millions going back to the old Kelso Wood days. So... Uh, we tend to sort of buy uh, buy horses that might stand up, uh, and obviously this one has. So yeah, great through.
1: Nevertheless, as, as David mentioned at the outset, this horse was a long-time Magic Millions favourite. Hello. Talk to us the the, the contrast uh, between. Uh...
0: We seem to have lost. Uh... Hello, David. Yes, Nathan. You got me there, David? I've got you, Nathan.
1: Uh, I was halfway through a question. I seem to have lost Neville, sorry.
0: Is Neville there? He, we've lost him. We'll try and get him back in just a moment. Um, yeah, just going back with uh, Neville's association, I, I, I see them in this morning's press, he said there are plenty of slow ones, but a couple worth uh, <laughs> mentioning were a Capital, not Capitalist, um, Sizzling, of course, earlier on, and uh, Nikitas, who ran behind Capitalist in, in more recent times.
1: Yeah, that's right. So they have been knocking on the door for a, for a little while to... To win the race, but um, uh, this one here has um, done the job for them.
0: $34 uh, as far as, well, in fact, uh, the, yeah, $34 in the golden slipper before yesterday, now $17. we have got Neville back now. Uh, Nathan, you might start your question again to to (laughs) refresh Neville's mind. Yeah, I I was just sort of commenting,
1: Neville, on the contrast between yesterday and three weeks ago. You must have went away from Eagle Farm thinking that uh, all Magic Millions plans were in tatters.
2: Well, obviously, uh, Nathan, uh, you know, uh, it's well-documented on the day that uh, no-one really had the answers. But, uh, look, uh, that's the good thing of, uh, of having horses with the Wallace Stable. They're just so professional. Just went home and ticked all the boxes. Made sure that structurally the horse was okay, and there was a few little minor issues that were reported to the press. It was a little like a grade one out of five lameness. Uh, the fact that he only went for eight hundred metres was a mystery, and still is. Uh, we we think he may have swallowed his tongue or choked down, but you know it was just too bad to be true. You couldn't you couldn't put a breeder's plate win, and the way he trialled before he came up to Brisbane, or back to Brisbane, uh, you couldn't put those two together and then see a run like that without there being some serious issues. So they were identified, and uh, when Glenn Boss uh, uh, rang me last Saturday night after he ran second at the coast, he said, look, he had a a big blow, and it's just a matter of fitness, and if he draws the right alley, uh, he's going to be in the race right up to uh, his eyeballs, as they say.
0: We were saying that he was the one-time Magic Millions favourite. He SP'd at $13 yesterday. You've been going to the races for a long time. You love your racing. You love your ownership. But I think it's it's fair to say, as we talked this morning, you've been a keen punter as well. I used to, many years ago, I'd see you there nearly every Saturday at the races. Do you still retain your enthusiasm for a bet?
2: Oh, I do, do, David. But in races like that,
0: um, when you're running for a million dollars in prize money... uh,
2: you know, I, I don't really worry about betting that much. And I must say, I don't put the time I used to put into 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 betting. So I'm more a, a casual punter these days. And uh, uh, I still like a bet, uh, but certainly not to the extent that I used to. It's, uh, it's a lot less stressful to just go to the races and race for the prize money.
1: Never, we heard Chris Waller yesterday say that, um, that this horse will probably have one run now into the Golden Slipper. But long-term, he obviously thinks Shakira is going to develop into a miler and a race like the Doncaster, which, which you know very well, that um, long-term he may be a Doncaster horse.
2: Well, Chris has always said that. Uh, even um, before he won the Breeders' Plate. I, because, as I said, I was a bit, it was a bit strange for us to have a horse up and running so early. He so said, don't worry, this horse will be a miler. And I spoke to the breeder, uh, the owner of the dam, Simitino, and he pointed out to me, which we, which we knew at the time, you've got horses like Seamus Award in the second dam. Uh, there's a lot... Even though they're sprinting, they're sprinting size in the, in the second and third dam, they've still got a lot of, um, uh, of stamina in the pedigree. So we're hoping he will be, and if he can stretch out to a mile, he's going to be a very nice horse.
0: Mm. Neville... A broader question: You've had a wonderful association with Chris Waller, uh, as far as uh, racing horses and owning winners. I'll put you. on notice to you, to, to you, Neville Morgan. What does what makes Chris Waller a special trainer, a cut above the rest?
2: Ah, oh, David, it's just just his work ethic. You know, um, very early in the piece, you know, we uh, I, I, I I joined Chris Waller's stable. Uh, in about 2008, 2009. I think he'd had one group, one winner. Mm. That was the uh, Triple Honour in the, uh, in the uh, Doncaster. And we were just talking, and, uh, and he just commented to me one time. He said, you know, if you want a trainer that's going to get on the drink with you every, every Friday night or something, I'm probably not your man. And I said, no, I appreciate that, mate. No, that's not, certainly not what I want. So his work ethic is just fantastic. His attention to detail. And, mate, he's a good bloke. That, that sort of helps a lot. So, um, you know, we've just had a good relationship. You know, there's a bit of an age difference between us. But, uh, you know, I've just rated him as a person and as a trainer. And uh, I, I look forward to having many horses with him over the next few years.
1: And the jockey you'd team with yesterday, he's got a fair reputation as, as well, Neville. But you, you had a hit out of, at golf on Friday with, with Hugh and also James McDonald. Did, did they take some money off you on, on Friday? No, oh,
2: did they ever. Uh, mate, I don't know where those guys get their handicaps. They must get them in raffles in Sydney because uh, James plays off 16. He's got the best swing of a, of a 16 marker I've ever seen. And Huey, well, Huey's probably got a more fair dinkum handicap than James. He plays off 12 at uh, New South Wales, and that's a tough track. So, uh, no, they well and truly tailed me up. And uh, da- David played as well. So, yeah, they, they, got, they got my money. I think David might have done OK, but no, they uh, but they are really, and that's a good thing about having horses with Chris. You really get the, the choice of jockeys. And uh, the one guy that I feel for is probably Luke Dittman. Uh, if that horse probably, if that horse wouldn't have failed, and, and through no fault of Luke's, uh, in the in the BJ McLaughlin, Luke would probably would have been riding it. So, uh, but you do really get you get your good choice of jockeys when, when you're with when you that stable.
0: And it was an 11 out of 10 riders we outlined earlier. Nev, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us and uh, you enjoy the rest of the day and continue the celebrations with Shikawiro. Thanks, uh, David. Thanks, Nate. There he is, Neville Morgan, joining us this morning. Nathan, there's been a lot of conversation about the Magic Millions race leading up to it in terms of its quality, its quality factor. The race has been run and won. Uh, Your thoughts post-race on what that discussion was beforehand yeah um i think it might stack up
1: okay now um you know Shakiro would have been ranked in the top you know in couple or top handful of, of two-year-olds in the country um before what happened in the bj mclaughlin so clearly that's just an anomaly and then it took them some time to get him fit so i think he's clearly in the top echelon um alpine edge He's proven himself he's going to measure right up and, and, and Robbie Frad's comments post-race that he's probably looking for further now, that horse. So whether they go to Sydney and, and try for a sires or a champagne or, or wait till the, the Queensland Carnival, but there's a horse that's going mean, to be top class. And then she's all class. We have seen horses get beaten in this Magic Millions. Only last year, Farnan was rolled in and won the Golden Slipper. Her, her run was sensational, David, given where she got to in the run. Um, and then a little bit further, Queen of Wizardry doing that at start number two. And even Ranch Hand, we'll probably see him uh, here in the, the Queensland Carnival later in the year over a little bit further. So uh, I suspect it might turn out better than what we, we thought maybe two weeks ago. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, um, probably jury out as far as I'm concerned. But I do think out of the race, the horse that struck me is Alpine Edge. And just knowing a bit about the horse, I'm just thinking, love to see him here in the of the size 1,400, the JJ Atkins at 1,600. He gave that feel yesterday that those distances will suit him ideally, certainly in his two-year-old term. We we're hoping to have a chat with with Paul Shaler, who, of course, runs the the Waller operation of the Goldcast. Can't catch up with Paul at the moment. But nevertheless, let's move on. Uh, good day for uh, for Neville Morgan, David Devine, Chris Roller and Hugh Bowman. Good day for the Tony Gollan stable as well. Let's have a listen now to Crohn's victory, a last stride victory, I might add, in the Phillies and Mayors feature. Travelling up to the turn now. 400 left to run. He's about to pop the go button on A Theory. Meanwhile, Snow Valley headed in front from Wild Vixen and Need Orp. A Theory coming strongly now, then Irathea. Snapdancer two lengths behind A Theory. Trying to put it, and then Dunbrody Power. A Theory reached the lead. Snapdancer coming after it gamely. Then Snow Valley boxing away well. A Theory's in front. Snow Valley battling on. Snapdancer's trying hard. Crone's flashing lane. A Theory in front. Crone coming through on the inside. Photo finish. Oh, Crone made it interesting. Thing. Dive to Ethereum Snap Dancer. Followed then by at the head of the others was Stolen Jade. Sophie's Gold Class not far away. Snow Valley just knocking up late. Then came at the head of the others was Outback Barbie. Wild Vixen. Maddie Rocks. Veronays. Dunbrody Power. Needorp into the abyss. Well back was Irothea Misdeed And Persuader is last of all. Yes, and Crone got it. It was a half-head. Drove late right on the line. Last stride win, beating Ethereum Snapdancer. So they were the two big guns in the betting. I think most expected them to fight it out. Well, it didn't quite pan out that way with Crone getting up. Ryan Maloney riding $31 chance. And uh, Tony Gollan, of course, prior to today, had won five Magic Million features. He added two yesterday. Not only Crone, but Jonker. We'll talk about him soon. But Tony, our Premier Trainer, is joining us now on past the Base. Tony, congratulations.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. Good morning.
0: What a great half hour. They were all great for 40 minutes or so. Jonker, somewhat expected and, and and a great thrill. We'll talk about him soon. But Crone, I, I think most would say somewhat unexpected.
3: Yeah, probably true. Like the form probably read that, that Crone couldn't get the job done. And I must admit, when I saw the draws come out earlier in the week, I was particularly worried about Crone. I really felt for her to win this sort of race, she had to draw good. She didn't do that, so we really need a lot, lot of luck to go our way. we would a rider for luck, and we needed to get a bit of luck. And fortunate enough, we did on the day, and she was able to get down the favorite.
1: She's been a good mare for the stable, Tony. Originally, the plan was to sell her halfway through last year, but um, whoever made that call to, to race on for another year is, um, very proven very shrewd. Yeah, no, really good call. That's the Roller
3: Dice boys and Mytho from Rosemont. They sort of decided to go another year and. Her primary target was this race. So we, from the winter, we decided this was the race we tried to we needed to get at and be competitive in. Obviously, this will take us now, now autumn or or winter again. So there's talk of going another year, but we'll we'll get that. Um, we'll cross that bridge. We we'll get a bit closer to to June. But now it, it was a good decision to race for another season. I always felt that she had more in her. It was her first go with us last winter. Um, my only concern, I guess, in the summer was summer track. She's really good with a bit of a bit of sting out of the ground, and we got that yesterday.
0: Mm. The track was ideal yesterday. Jonker, uh, every horse is a project, whatever level it's at, and this must have been a, such a satisfying project for you to to win that race at doom and break the track record. Just got beaten in the George Moore and win the big race yesterday. Um, it, it's been it's been a wonderful ride over those only three runs.
3: Yeah, I guess first up, you know, he was pretty big odds, wasn't he, really? He wasn't a real short price favourite like he was sort of yesterday. The market, you know, well found him. He um, really hit the ground running for us track record that first day and we pretty well knew, you know, we had a pretty serious horse. So I was disappointed when he got beat second up. He shifted his ground a bit. I, I felt he felt that first up run on the track. And when I was able to give him the six weeks into yesterday, I went.
1: we went there pretty confident and he did a great job. You said that there's a good race in him this year. He's obviously won a million-dollar race already, but what sort of races do you think will suit him as as the year rolls on, Tony?
3: Well, I'll, the most obvious one probably stands out to Duman 10,000, isn't it? You know, he was so good around Doom and,
1: you know, obviously a track record
3: and a proper track record too, you know, take over target, so it was quite relevant. Um, that's probably the race I really earmark. What we do before that, I'm just not sure yet. I've got a few ideas, but... I want to talk to the owners over the next couple of weeks. So, at the moment, he'll just go out and have a little break, but it won't be for too long. And uh, you will see him in the autumn somewhere. And the 10,000 will be his primary objective.
0: Racing's a roller coaster ride, and you're more aware of it than anyone else. We've discussed the highs, the lows. Isotope was backed as if unbeatable in the Guineas. She ran at $2.15. And all of a sudden, when they straightened for home at the 350 metres, we saw black and white colours descend to the the turf. It was Ryan Maloney. Just take us through this from. from, from well, you saw what we saw, but but uh, Ryan's comments post race. Oh, geez, um, <laughs> um, bit of a tricky one. This one. Ryan was just
3: really disappointed. I think more than anything else. When I spoke to him, as Nathan would know, I'd only seen him a little while after when he mm. walked across the track, and obviously we want to make sure Ryan was okay. That's your, you know your first point of call, horse and rider. Make sure they're both okay, but. I think Ryan was just just disappointed. He, um, he actually clipped the heels of a way game, and you know, down he went. And he went to go to the inside. And he thought Bossy was going to go out, and look just a subtle shift. And we got heels—only a light, a light clip, but enough to dislodge him.
1: How's the filly pulled up from the incident, Tony?
3: Yeah, she's really good. She had any skin off her at all. I, I did see a way game with a little bit of skin off her hind legs. Nothing, nothing <coughs> major, only fur. But our Philly was lucky enough to pull up really, really good. So we'll just um, we'll keep will will monitoring over the next couple of days. We'll bet her again and then again middle of the week. But she'll go for a little break now anyway. Um, but at this point in time, she's all good.
0: Good to hear. How have the sales been going before we let you go? Yeah, they've
3: been bloody strong. Mm. She's been a pretty tough week. Um, I think – I remember when I was in Skye, there was just an awful lot of interest down there and everyone was pretty pumped up for them. And I remember saying, I think, to Andrew – who works with us? That I thought these sales would be strong, but I just I didn't think anything like this. She's been very, very tough going out there. I think every breeder I, I speak to has had a good sale, and every buyer has had done it pretty tough. So it's been a, it's a really it's a really good thing for our industry. I think it just shows how um how popular the sport is. People want to invest in it, and it's really good. Everyone's we've got a great captive audience at the moment in racing, and it's going great guns. Mm.
0: Yeah, the good thing is too these horses, these yearlings that are bought, uh, hopefully. Flow and there's a lot of people get involved with them, whether through syndication or just friends, and that's what we need. We need that racing base, uh, that fan base, that, that that ownership base, not only to, to be protected but to be expanded as well. And all the signs this week with those figures that you've outlined uh, is is very promising from that point of view. You enjoy the day, keep working away with the sales, and, and we'll talk soon. Congratulations yeah. for yesterday. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Tony Gollan joining us. Rather subdued, Tony Gollan this morning, Nathan. Cool. Well,
1: I'm not surprised he's like that because, <clears throat> you know, th- th- that was a plan a long, long time in the making, that Magic <laughs> Millions guineas and... <clears throat> excuse me, David. It all comes comes undone in an absolute split second. And, um, you know, Ryan's comment to Tony, I was nearby, and his comments were she was going to win easily. Um, that's perhaps a natural comment to make, but... Um, you know, she, she was certainly running into the race and I think she she got she got there so quickly, I think that's what possibly took Ron Maloney by surprise when he shifted that way. She got there that quickly and that was to a way game who's gone on and run third. Um little doubt she would have been fighting it out and um, so I'm not surprised that that that's the very different, sort of more sombre Tony Gollum that we spoke to this morning.
0: And stewards have over adjourned inquiry into that incident, haven't they, until they can... Um Chat with Ryan because, of course, he had to leave the track yesterday. Oh, no, did he leave the yeah, track they or just, not? They just, Yeah, he was taken to the
1: hospital for okay. precaution and they chose not to do the inquiry then. It's just um, sometimes it can be delayed the the response to a, to a head knock like that, and um, they, they were just yeah, not taking any chances. So that's what unfolded there.
0: Well, we talked about Isotope. That was the downside. Uh, Many uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of punters money going down the drain through the unfortunate incident. But there was a winner, of course. His name was Aim. Let's have a listen to the replay. The first 800 metres in 46 and 85. It's a tiny gallop at Apache Chase and Taylor Marshall come around the turn in the lead. Kavak is gone. Away game next. Isotope following up by an away game. Isotope the jockey has come off. The favourite is out of the race. A sensation. Apache Chase in front from away game. Aim is coming down the outside. Then Amish Boy. Apache Chase tackled by away game. Aim pounced on the pair and drove to the lead. Amish Boy out after it. Aim in front. Aim is going to win the guineas. Aim First, beat Amish boy, away game Apache chase. Then star Rosa got a kiss, followed by safe workout playboy. At the head of the others, forbidden love, she didn't come on. Then reduce him in, shooting for gold. Well back was yes, baby, yes. Magic conqueror, Kavak, and Mashani frauds the last in 120.9. Holy Toledo, isotope, losing the jockey, Ryan Maloney, halfway down the straight. Yeah, that time was reassessed uh, to one twenty two forty three and 35.6 the last 600 metres. Aim, James J James Riding for Team Snowden, a $31 chance. Nathan, Henry Field's joining us this morning. You might like to take up the story with Henry now.
1: Yeah, good morning, Henry. Thanks for joining us, mate. You're welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <clears throat> I guess it's a, it's a funny one for you. This You would have gone to that Magic Minions... Guinea's thinking, oh, this, this will be a good result for the farm because you've got the hot favourite you know, deep field, your stallion represented by the hot favourite in Isotope, yet that all goes pear-shaped. And then, lo and behold, Ames sort of winds back the clock a bit. And um, he ran favourite on this day last year, and, and, and there he is 12 months later winning a $2 million race. Well, it's
4: an amazing game, isn't it? Like, I, can't, I remember walking off the track last uh, 12 months ago, so disappointed that, he'd let, you know, that, he, that he hadn't run his race. And uh, yesterday, I was wa- actually watching Isis open the run because I-, I, thought she was she was near unbeatable, and I actually wasn't really paying too much attention attention to aim. But uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, when when the bad luck happened for her, I- my-, my attention changed tack, and I saw uh, James's big bold run, and that was a- it was a victorious one.
1: Um, obviously, a really promising two year old early on. He-, he lost his way a bit, and so you made the call to gelding. him.
4: Yeah, it was an interesting story. He uh he 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 obviously won his first two starts in very strong form races in Sydney and that started favourite in the race last year, the Magic Means two year old race and, and he just he's he's been disappointing this year, disappointing and uh so we we, we, we thought well we'll we we'll move the horse on, we'll sell him and, and focus on others and we, we actually had him sold to Hong Kong about eight weeks ago. And uh <laughs> and the money the, the money the money never turned up, so so I said I rang Peter and I said, well, let's. I said we'll geld him tomorrow and we'll bring him back into the stable and uh, and see what happens and have a crack at this race. And so that's how that's how it happened. And it's amazing, uh, amazing how, how 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 your luck can change. So you know it was 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 fantastic. And he was he was very dominant yesterday too. In fairness to him, he he uh, he, he was very dominant in how he won the race.
1: He, he, I thought he trialed really really well both times there in Sydney leading up, and then he's never really been a wet tracker. So I guess you had in your mind that you could possibly be forgiving of that first up run. And did you come in here with any confidence?
4: You know, Paul Snowden did have some confidence in the horse,
1: uh,
4: uh, based upon the fact that, you know, his first up run, he, he only, behead, he hasn't been in for that long because of a, a deal falling over on the sale. So that run really was, you know, was, was, was much better than just to get a, a fitness run under his belt on a, on a very heavy track. And, uh, uh, and and you know I think the, the gelding operation definitely made a difference. Like he travelled really well to the Gold Coast this year. He uh, he, he took everything in his stride, uh, and he's sort a horse that uh, could get quite ready. So for him to for him to have been gelded, he, he really got concentrating on the job. And uh, and you know it was it was interesting. James took off on him very early, I thought, but it was a it was a, it was a masterful ride. He had the confidence. He had the confidence in the horse, James. He to do that, and uh, and I think it was the, the winning
1: move. Let's switch tact a little. Now we just heard from Tony Gollan saying how tough the sales have been from a buyer's point of view, and the breeders would be very happy. You're on the other side of the fence with your big team there at Newgate Farm. As a breeder and a vendor, what are your comments on on what's unfolded this week at that sale? Oh, I
4: tell you, it's been an incredible sale at all levels, from the top to the bottom. Uh, the market has been phenomenal. And the magic medium done under a lot of pressure with a lot of a lot of moving parts with the COVID restrictions, Barry Bowditch and his team have done a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job to get to get many of the world's biggest players on the buying side, uh, but plus all the all the the, the small, medium and large trainers uh, to have an appetite to to play and and the sale. It was it was it was magic. It was just an extraordinary event, a great marketplace. We sold. Thirty-nine or thirty-eight horses, and I reckon nearly all of them had sold above the reserve. You know, and that's that's unheard of in a, in a horse market. So it was uh, it was extraordinary.
1: One stallion that had did get some very good results as capitalist. He's got two-year-olds on the ground at the moment, but sometimes these early sales can be a signal of the opinion trainers have of them that they've had them at home and they haven't unleashed them yet so to see him sell so well I mean I think you sold one for $975,000 yes, there must yes. be a few of them ready to be unleashed in the next few weeks uh, Henry that um, we can expect to see
4: for sure for sure I mean he's he you know up until the end of the year he had three colts that had stepped out of the races uh, and that, I think I considered to be three of the better two-year-old colts in the country and in Forbes for Anthony Freeman, Cap Devonta Horse, we own with the Snowden's, and and um, of course Profiteer, who's second favourite for the Blue Diamond, but uh, but but the feedback from from a heap of trainers is very positive, and you know it, it is those early trainers that are putting their hand up buying the yearlings by him this week, so you know I think uh, you know he's, he's he's getting the runs on the board, and you know it's a very competitive marketplace with stallions in that two year old division because you're up against the likes of I'm Invincible and, and Schnitzel and you know, it's it's really hard for the break through but so far the season he, he's batting with those stallions and, and let's hope he has a good autumn. Uh, you know, I feel confident that he will.
1: You know, it's an extraordinarily resilient um, place, that, that bloodstock marketplace, and obviously you, you're well-placed for, for, the, for the year ahead with the yearling sales, given what's unfolded here. But So good luck with that, but congratulations for yesterday and really appreciate you joining us this morning.
0: I really appreciate it. Talk soon. Henry Field joining us this morning. Um, again, I suppose uh, it's, a, it's a race we'll look back at and probably d- describe it somewhat as inconclusive because we don't know what Isotope would have done. No, we
1: don't. We might have to wait until um, when she returns, whether Tony gets her up for an autumn campaign or just waits to, to specifically target the winter, and that may well answer the question. And um, But it would be nice to think AIM can, can go on from from this race now that you know, that's more like what we expected to see 12 months ago, wasn't it? So often gilding can be a, a blessing for these horses, but um, it was a total blowout, wasn't it? Um, the only thing that we, the, the two top jocks sort of fought it out, but of the the Cornella pair.
0: Yeah, exactly. um, Tony Gollan alluded to the point earlier, it was a perfect racing service yesterday and a very fair racing service. They came from everywhere and this is a great case in point with both Aim and Amish Boy coming from the back of the bus.
1: Yeah and there was Apache Chase just doing his thing up top. He just got pestered by a couple of uh, of huge odds and that probably cost him running a place in in the end but uh, he, he was brave as always and and got a kiss. She was she, she was fair as well. Away game, David. Would you say she just didn't didn't run it out? She was there to win the race.
0: Yeah, she she presented to win, but uh, held her ground. But you know, probably just a little shy of her her, her best distance at fourteen hundred meters. Well, there were so many good betting races yesterday, and and that's always the case with big fields. The last race was a very wide betting affair. This was the cutest Magic Millions. Million-dollar feature. Beaufort Park in the end went off favourite at 550. It was a gripping finish. Here's the replay. Coming around the home turn. Boom Nova straightened in the lead. On the outside, Jammy Lady is trying hard. The Odyssey peels off their backs to give chase. Then Boomtown Lass and Stuttering. These backmarkers not really getting into it at this stage. Boom Nova led. The Odyssey on the outside is descending at the right time. And Stuttering is down the outside. The Odyssey goes for home. Stuttering may be a danger. The Odyssey in front. Boom Lass rushing home late. Here's the post. The Odyssey, I'd say. Stuttering charged on the line. Boom Lass close. Up, Mashani bullet not far away. It's a photo. Then chapter and verse followed by Beaufort Park, boomed over. Then Colpo Detem Bureau. Further back was Tokeriki Lad, the fire trap, jabby Lady, Xanthus River Racer in his stride. McEwen and Yamazaki probably out towards the tail. And the Odyssey will get it. Yes, just, just the the Bob <laughs> went the Odyssey's way over over stuttering. Well, all David. Yeah. I, well, I didn't want to declare, not in the. Last, I didn't want to go home getting the last race wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Odyssey winning, I, I saw Rob Heathcote uh, when, when the number went up. It's uh, an amazing thing when you can watch these enclosure uh, post-race, uh, you know, good and bad. And for Rob, he just missed out. But for the Odyssey, what a wonderful money spinner he has been for Connections uh, and loves this Gold Coast track.
1: He certainly does love the Gold Coast track, and he was able to extend to that, that 1,300 metres yesterday, David, which was the question mark. He did it under the 59 kilos.
0: Well, he probably extended to the 1,300 metres, courtesy, courtesy of a very clever and canny ride by our next guest. And Steph Thornton is joining us, uh, achieving a great win there, Steph, in the last race. Now, I know Got a Kiss is a favourite of yours and the Odyssey is a favourite as well, but does the Odyssey go ahead of Got a Kiss after yesterday?
5: I <laughs> oh, thanks. I don't think I can pick a favourite out of either of them. I think they're both always going to be on par. Lucky one's a filly and one's a, an entire. So they've got a little bit of a separation there.
1: <laughs> Steph, you had a, a huge week last week. Um, the, the beach shone on Tuesday and then there was a, a lot of press around you through, through the week. And the day had gone OK, I suppose. Queen of Wizardry ran super, so she, I think she picked up the bulk of the... The um, women's bonus money um, got a kiss, ran well, but you had to wait for the last to, to to get the thing. It must have been a, a lovely way to finish off what had been a, a huge week.
5: It was absolutely. It's funny, I I said to Ben after the the two fillies had run Queen of and got a kiss. Like I was really happy. I'd had a great day. They both run well, and I mean, obviously, I'm always looking forward to every time I sit on the Odyssey. And um, a query with him was the thirteen hundred, but he's just
0: got a brilliant will to win and um, that's what got him over the line. In the race yesterday, you know, he, he jumped well naturally. Jockeys have to make snap decisions and, and yours in this case was either you know holding the front or taking a sit. Um, again, you, you had to make that within a, in a second or two. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, he jumps well
5: like he always does and I suppose the thing I had in the back of my mind was 1,300 with 59 kilos so the idea was giving him as cosy a run as I could and once I seen um, the two horses coming over outside me I just felt like it was best for him if we take the sit and in a beautiful run and um, the track had a nice little bit of giving it which we know he also appreciates and um, he managed to keep his nose in front on the line
1: How long did that last 100 metres feel like?
5: Very long <laughs> It um <laughs> That last fifty was, yeah, I um, I actually thought I got beat on the line. So when I come back and seen his number in the in the box, I was pretty happy.
0: Well, that was the odyssey. Tell us about the, the from your point of view. Tell us about the runs of God of Kiss and uh, and Queen of Wizardry. Were you happy with both runs?
5: Very happy with both Queen of Wizardry. She was exceptional. She um, I was the only her second start. She ended up in a really nice spot. We were with the run she got in transit. She sort of got pinballed down the straight, which arguably she possibly at least runs in the second or third if she has a clear run. But um, Annabelle and all the connections were stoked and she's obviously going to be a really nice filly going forward and got a kiss. She just doesn't seem to get the last this prep. She's been consistently running well, but consistently not getting the last when we need it. So... Um, couldn't be happier with how she's going. She's obviously loves racing, but given her racing pattern, it can just be difficult at times. But I thought she was a super run yesterday.
1: Kelly Schrader, he's one of our leading trainers here. He's won Group 1 races, but I'm not sure if he's won a million dollar race before. So that was a, would have been a special moment for him as well.
5: Very big thrill. And Kel's been so supportive of me riding the Odyssey and I can't thank him enough for the opportunity to to sit on his back. I think I've had 11 rides on him now for six wins. So he's um, he's a very special horse to everyone that's involved with
0: him. Great striker. Before we let you go, uh, of course, you've come out of your time. You're a fully-fledged jockey now. Are you happy with your lot here in South East Queensland? Is everything going well for you?
5: Absolutely. Um, Obviously, as you said, I've not long come out of my apprenticeship and... Um, I couldn't be happier, sort of with the support that I've continued to get. It's obviously about re-establishing yourself in the senior riding ranks, but um, I've had great support and been able to stick with some really nice horses. So loving it in Queensland, and don't think I'll be going anywhere anytime
0: soon. Yeah, and great to be uh, on the stage on Magic Millions Day. Such an important day. Thanks, Steph. Congratulations. Enjoy your day.
5: Thank you very much.
0: Steph Thornton joining us this morning. And, uh, yes, the Odyssey, very happy owner, Darren Wilson. Darren and Janelle there were were, were part of the the ownership team and uh, I'm sure they partied hard last night. But he's been a, a great horse, the Odyssey, hasn't he? Um, and, and you know, that was one of those typical uh, uh, big race day finishes, one fading, one flashing, but, but the Odyssey getting up.
1: Yeah, $1.7 million in prize money. It's a pretty handy earn for... Not sure, I'm not sure if he stepped out of coins or not, David, but it, um, it's been one here on, on his home mm. soil. So it, it's good going. And just another example of these horses that keep coming back to Magic Midlands Day year after year. He, he paid his dues and um, they, were, were, they were rewarded yesterday.
0: And as I said, his affinity at Aquas Park Gold Coast is second to none, so he wins the big grace yesterday. He won the two-year-old uh, uh, jewel and he won the three-year-old version this year. And he just missed out on the Gold Coast Guineas when Hightail just beat him uh, back in the winter. Let's put the pause button on, on Magic Millions race day review for 2021. Still plenty of replays to come and lots to talk about, but we'll take a break. Thanks for your company on Pass the Post this morning. Past the Post on Radio Tab. We're looking back at the big day yesterday. Let's go to the Magic Millions Cup for Pacific Fair and Yardash, who was the rising star one of the previous Saturday, was the favourite, a well back favourite too, at $3.20. Around the turn of the cup, 400 left to run and discharge. Flattened for the run of the judge in front. Snow's out on the outside, running a game race. 11-11 up to third. Yardash immediately under pressure. Soxagon making ground near the inside. Then came the astrologist outrageous and ball is right down the outside. 11-11 is the leader. I can see Soxagon getting up on the inside. Discharge is still there. 11-11 in front. Soxagon is trying hard. 11-11 hanging on. 11-11 big Soxagon discharged and Yardash... Then came Scalopini, Redouble, Animate, Snow Zone, Deep Image, The Astrologist, Outrageous, Sambro, followed by Smart Edge, Baller, then Sandbar, Edison, last over the line, and 11-11 has clung on to win. It's amazing, isn't it? Whether you're a putter or a race caller, sometimes you're pulling <laughs> their tail, sometimes you're, you're pushing their backside. And that was the one I was trying to get home, Soxagon. But yeah. I, I think a case of, of that 59 kilos, just finding him out.
1: It did, but I mean, the winner had 58.5, sure. so it was not, not huge. But he, but he certainly didn't show that same turn of foot. Socks had gone yesterday under 59. It took longer to wind up. And Gwen even suggested post-race that uh, maybe he's a horse that will get a mile now. So um, it's still a very tidy effort. And really two form horses, weren't they? 11.11 had won twice down south. Socks are gone there and up here, and um, they fought it out.
0: Trained by Greg Hickman, of course. 11.11 uh, was um, awarded the Gold Coast Guineas of last year when Alligator Blood uh, was disqualified from the race. I remember this horse, Eleven Eleven. 11 a good mate of mine who knows one of the owners, and when this horse started racing, he kept saying, oh, he's a good horse. It took a long time <coughs> to win a, a maiden. <laughs> I, and I, and I, I kept thinking, mate, will you give up on Eleven Eleven? He's not much good. <laughs> he's yeah, blossomed. well, uh,
1: he, he certainly has blossomed. Where's that day there was a day... Yeah, he I didn't get beaten. Yeah, it took forever, didn't I? I remember when he came up here. But Greg Hickman, he's only had, I think, six runners in feature races on Magic Millions Day, David, and he's won four races. So it's a pretty handy record.
0: Yeah, for sure and certain. Uh, he, came, he, he brought him up for a maiden one day outside of carnival time and it was like a... a might have been a May That's maiden at right. the Gold Coast. And, and, and yeah, there place. it is. Uh, 8th of May, 9th, 2019, Gold Coast maiden,
1: uh, beaten seven lengths by Snowzone.
0: My mate was on the phone that day. He said he's in the day. I said, I'm well aware of that. I said... He never won again. I said, mate, he will be- I see the video comment was lead and hit the wall at the 180. <laughs> let's, uh, we talked about Jonka before, so let's listen to him in, in, uh, in action. Again, an exciting finish. Hanging on and exhilarates flashing home. Into the straight of the snippets. 3.50 left to run. And Jonker heads for home in front. Mashani miss under pressure. Sansom going back to the inside. Then Tail, Followed by Bella Vella. King of Hastings. And running on Exhilarates. And Heron right down the outside. Jonker's got a find now. 100 left to run. He's in front. Exhilarates is charging. Jonker is still a leader. Jonker's in front. And Jonker will win. Beat home Exhilarates. Folk go third. Roheran hard empire. Or Sansom. King of Hastings and Tail. They weren't far away away, then Mashani Miss Graf, followed by Bella Vella Elixir, then came Poetic Charmer, Chauffeur Usmanov, Morrissey, and a long last was Lagerfeld in 1912, Jonker gets the magic million snippets. And Jimmy Byrne riding for Tony Gollan. and you know, looking back, uh, not just at yesterday in isolation, but the summer carnival <coughs> as a whole, if we were looking for for, for tags or awards... I think Jonker, and I'll I'll explain it, it was the find of the summer carnival. We knew Jonker well beforehand, but he's just gone to a completely different level, which has been evidenced by his three runs this summer.
1: Yeah, just interesting. Maybe I'm reading too much into what Tony Gollum said there before, but he's labelled the Dumont 10,000 as his long-term goal. But wouldn't surprise me if he popped up. Maybe the Melbourne autumn would come up too quick. Um, So I think a new market's in a handicap, but maybe a race like the Galaxy, David, a Group 1 handicap down there in Sydney, where he'd still be treated treated very well in a a Group 1 handicap. So maybe I've read too much into what he's saying there, but he just sort of hinted that there might be something to come before we see him here in the winter again.
0: Yes, he had his poker face on, then even though we couldn't Mm. see him, and uh, I agree with you. I think uh, there's a few more planes that maybe just needs a bit of exploration, a bit of discussion with the New South Wales-based owners. So... Uh, that's the case. Uh, Godolphin uh, second and third exhilarates and Nero Heron both very good runs way f- from way back.
1: Yeah, they, they're becoming accustomed to playing the bridesmaids on Magic Millions day, aren't they? We'll probably listen to we'll we listened to a theory earlier. She was just nutted on the line. Um, I think worth mentioning just Jim Byrne again too, David. That's you know, 22 years ago he went on General Nadim, mm. uh on this day and still winning million dollar races. Uh, 22 years on was a good result for him.
0: The Sub-Zero, this was the staying test, 2,400 metres. Ballistic Boy was the favourite of $3.70, but he had a tough run out wide. They're into the home straight now. 400 left to run. Skador immediately under pressure. Grabbed and headed by Elaborate on the inside. Then Commander Bell. Here's Black on Gold coming down the outside. Ballistic boy can't go on. Black on Gold went up to Elaborate. In the middle there was Commander Bell. Parry Sound up to fourth. Black on Gold. Looks as though he'll be strongest in the Sub-Zero. Parry Sound flying. Black on Gold in front. Here's the post. Black on Gold beat Parry Sound. Charging late. Elaborate third and Commander Bell round. A terrific race in fourth. Then a man to match. Followed by Primitivo. Then came to Cruz, Secudo. Ballistic boy had far too hard a run. Skador dropped out. Didn't run the distance. Then say your magic. And pure deal. Last over the line. Might have been a bit harsh on Skador. I think he pulled up with thumbs. He got beaten a long way. Uh, Black on gold. This is one of these uh, horses. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. And keeps earning. Yeah, fourth. Fourth attempt at this
1: race for him so very well placed to keep coming back and earning money in this race it um it is a race that tends to come up a little bit thin each year david in terms of the, the quality of it um so yeah, astute placement by chris waller to keep targeting this race each year and now he's won a million dollar race the horse so, so good luck to him uh, ballistic boy everything had been going so swimmingly early in the summer for him but uh, It's all turned pear-shaped since that um, was it. The the, the January uh, December 26th day where he got Mm.
0: his head down. I I feel a little sorry for Matt McGilvray because he he did draw the outside barrier. He tried to find a spot he was wide, and then he just the horse wouldn't settle for him. So he was virtually just stranded, and and there's not much he could do. So uh, I do feel a little for McGilvray there, but uh, that of course ends Ballistic Boy's summer campaign. Let's continue on. Last week we saw Parody. Uh, run down Frosty Rocks fair and square in the Wave. They were out to do battle again yesterday in the Magic Millions quality, but Frosty Rocks was the better back out of the pair. Here's the replay. Straightening the leader was Frosty Rocks. He's full tilt now. Parody is edging into the margin, edging into it strongly. And they draw clear from So Dapper, Whopper T, and Tester Shadow. Parody on the outside has got Frosty Rocks. She's got him again. Look at her go, Parody. Scorching away. Far too good for them. And bolted in. Parody first, second, So Dapper, Photo third. Whopper T made it interesting. Frosty Rocks weakened badly. Then came Reckless Choice, followed by Willow Tito. Agassiz, Badouche, Tester, Shadow, Plumaro, Prophet, It's Lily, and Skate to Paris whip them in in 149 and 5, back to back for Paradis. You should never think you're smarter than these good jockeys. Uh, uh, I was on Frosty Rocks at $5. As soon as I saw Paradis shoot out of the gates and go straight to second, rather than, you know, mucking around looking for a spot, I was frightened and uh, had good reason to be. When the parody went by and then of course the ultimate result each way missing the place on the line with Frosty Walks. Bad result. This is a common theme for you this morning, yeah. Well, there's there's you, one bright spot, it comes right at the end of the show, but anyway, <laughs> uh but parody
1: uh will just said David uh, the winner broke his heart. She went up and yeah. eyeballed him and, and that was it. And I wonder like Denny Abron could have gone for the 2400, but clearly he's got autumn plans for her. I wonder if she's a horse we could see back in a race like the Doom and Cup. David, um, mm. she's certainly going the right direction and um, totally dominant there yesterday, even though the weights said that she, she might find it tougher.
0: So Dapper ran out of his skin at 50 to 1, and, and Wapper T was honest in third. Frosty Rocks, um, I thought disappointing in fourth. Well, disappointing in the sense that uh, I thought. You should have finished second or third. Anyway, let's go to the first race of the day. We were talking about this at the start of the program this morning. It is always an exciting race, the maiden to kick off, with a quarter of a million dollar maiden, the richest maiden in Australia. And again, like many of the races yesterday, Wide betting, uh, Newsreader and Adelaide's Light were co-favourites at 5.50. On straightening, Archer led from Texel for Valor. Here's Newsbreaker descending at the right time and running on strongly, vaporising. Hey, Big Splendor getting to the clear as well. Newsbreaker goes to the lead below the 200 metres. Shot to a clear lead. Goes for home, Newsbreaker. Running on strongly, Hey, Big Splendor, but Newsbreaker in front too good. Newsbreaker wins. Photo the Miners, Lady of Luxury or Hey, Big Splendor. Behind them came Dominarcha and Defiant Diva, then Adelaide's light Texel, followed by Danzel Crameric, then came Four Valor, Vaporising, Beltaria, All That Sass, Boom Express, Casa Tranquila and Dr Jack, last over the line, nine ninety five the time. Well, of course, it was Newsreader winning the first race, but you knew what I meant with Newsbreaker. But uh, Brenton Avdala riding a, a double for Avdala on the day, John O'Shea, the trainer. And I thought a good point made that, that this horse was made to really go to the line in that trial at Randwick. And it's an interesting point, Nathan. It's a it, it office for a broader discussion that so many times we see horses cuddled in trials, maybe sometimes they should be asked to, you know, give it their best.
1: He was adamant of, of that, uh, John O'Shea. You mentioned it to, to Steve when we spoke with him on, on Thursday morning on Racing Active. Um, it was a funny ten minutes for Johnny. Show he watched the race from the press room, and he, prior to this horse winning, he watched a Group One in New Zealand, and uh, he just shook his head. And it turned out that he was the underbidder on the Group One winner that won the race in New Zealand. So at least that Newsreader made him feel a little bit better soon after. But um, she wasn't far off stakes grade in last preparation, David. So she'll she'll go on with the job. And it's a race that you know worth watching the replay several times over because they'll win maidens left, right, and centre. The horses uh, behind Newsreader yesterday.
0: For sure and certain. That was race day, Magic Millions 2021. You've been at the Gold Coast during the week. We've, we've been alluding to the sales. Uh, these figures, once uh, once the sales finalise, are they going to be very impressive?
1: Yeah, another record result. Um, book one went to sort of $197 million, so they'll go past the two hundred um today, you would think, with as book two gets underway. It's like a parallel universe, isn't it, David? These, these numbers, they're just... Um, Quite mind poggly (laughs) and a bit intimidating for for those who who want to go along to the sales and think I might get involved. But um, we have seen the face of ownership change a a, a lot, David, in like micro shares are very popular now and that's making it accessible for people. So maybe that's helping drive this economy a little bit more than to the levels we're seeing.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's the case. And as I said to Tony Gollum before, that. that, you know big money's being stumped up but then people are saying right come in be be part of this at a a very affordable cost and people are reacting to that as well but we we're, we're seeing that i mean the amount of races i call and, uh, and and when the winners return and i know it's been difficult for owners to to be there in presence but look at the uh, the winning owners in the race book it's rare now you see just one or two generally it's a, it's a stack of them the four or five lines in the race book so people are being involved in racing and that that's a good thing Thanks for your uh, uh, help, um, particularly leading up to Magic Millions, but right through the Summer Carnival, because uh, it's been a a long haul, but we got there. And, of course, uh, you'll be with me on Press Room tomorrow morning. We're going to Doomba next Saturday, as far as the south-east Queensland is concerned, and, of course, the big day at the Sunshine Coast to end the month. But uh, great job this week, Nathan. Thanks for your help. I I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, David. And uh, you're off for a well-earned break, so you enjoy that as well.
0: Thanks very much. Nathan X will be joining us this morning. And thanks for your company. Always appreciate you being with us on Pass the Post. We had a great day yesterday and hopefully we could relive some good memories for you this morning. And in speaking of Press Room, I look forward to your company again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.